Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Ask a Death Doula. My name is Suzanne O'Brien. Thrilled about today's podcast. Okay. I want to start out by saying that this information that is coming about, and you are probably well aware that we are seeing these new found scientific studies about how all of this works. And it is way different than what we've been taught and what we have known for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Although some of the amazing people from original times, which eventually I'll share, knew about this actual way of how the universe, how the world, how life really works. Today's podcast, and again, it's about taking charge of your health. And one of the most exciting things that I want to share with you is that you are in charge. You're in charge. And what a great empowering statement that is, right? Because sometimes we feel that we're so out of control with so many things in this world, but there's so many things you can control. And also knowing that I'm going to share with you so much information today, knowing that you have the ultimate control over your beautiful body and how it works and your life. So let's get into it. Again, welcome to Ask a Death Doula. My name is Suzanne O'Brien. Many of you who have followed me know that, again, my uh, work as a nurse has been mostly in hospice care, which is end-of-life care, and oncology care, which is cancer care. I learned from the very moment, the first day that I went out to see hospice patients, I knew I was in the exact place I was supposed to be in in my life. I can't explain it even in words to what it really felt like, but it was like a puzzle piece finally fitting in my life. And I knew like it opened up everything. It opened up a feeling of connectedness to something so much greater than I have ever known before. I had purpose. My heart was just wide open. I was connected again to, to you know, the infinite unconditional loving wisdom that's out there. Now, what I want to share with you is on the journey, working with those at the end of life and what I witnessed firsthand, miraculous things, what my patients would tell me, just awe-inspiring. And I knew if people knew about that, we would never be afraid of death. In fact, we would treat it as the sacred natural experience it is, but also the best teacher about how to live. So as I'm sitting with patients at the end of life, and I want to explain to you, we are four bodies of energy, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. We are all, that's what a holistic being is. We're holistic beings. So we're four bodies of energy and we're equal parts of it. We don't really, we're not taught that. And most of us don't know that. And at the end of life, when the physical body is organically diminishing and getting less and less, I'm watching their spiritual body grow it is the most profound experience. And there's a certain part in the journey that they have one foot in this world and one foot in the next. And they get what I call their spiritual eyes, their spiritual wisdom, their spiritual awareness. And literally they will, my patients will say, oh, I get it now. I know why everything happened. And they make sense of things they've been holding on to, unforgiveness, traumas that happened, anger that happened. And it all makes sense. And it's all forgiven. And they say it was all meant to learn how to evolve as my spiritual self, as my soul self. 
that soul growth, that growth of consciousness. Powerful, right? So when I was undeniably having these experiences as a hospice nurse and feeling it, I would feel this incredible presence in the room as people were getting close to death or even dying. And even after death, time, as you and I know it, the, the concept of time would disappear. There are times that I'd be in an end-of-life experience for days, you know, for a long time. And I'd come out of that and I'd have to reorient. What day is it? What year is it? Where are we? Because time, as you and I know it, disappears. And there's such an overwhelming, beautiful, loving frequency. So I knew that this was the real deal. I knew that finding my purpose and trusting that knowing and finding that place, that first day of hospice, that this is, I'm in the exact place because I followed that conscious part, that heart guidance. And it didn't always make sense and it didn't make sense going. And the feeling and the completion of who I am at that moment was just so profound about this life's journey. But then with being with people at the end of life and having them share these experiences, talking about seeing angels and seeing loved ones who've already died and seeing where they're going and telling me how beautiful that it is and how incredible this energy is, changes everything. So now that I knew that and I was having these experiences, I said, okay, so science has to have some data on this, right? This can't just be unknown to all of us. And there is. And now there's even so much more. So the first thing that I found was, and I teach this in the Doula Givers Certified End of Life Doula Training, which I love. It's called When Science Meets the Bedside, the section of When Science Meets the Bedside. And one of the greatest um, things that I have found was this study with Henry P. Stapp, who is the Dean of Quantum Theorists at the University of Berkeley. And he talks about the theory of non-locality. And he literally goes on to say that, that non-locality may be the most important finding in all of science. Now that's pretty big statement, right? Because there's been a lot of great findings in science. The theory of non-locality may be the most profound finding in all of science. Do you know what that means? The theory of non-locality means that you and I are not local entities. That you and I are part of one unconditional loving consciousness. This is exactly what my end of life patients will say. Really important. So now let's jump ahead to physics and the newfound science of the quantum theory of reality, epigenetics. And today in this podcast, taking charge of your health, we're talking about epigenetics. So what is epigenetics? Epigenetics is the science now of your genes and your cells. Okay. So you have, you have 500 trillion cells in your body that make up you. And each cell, you can think of it as its own little being. They talk to each other, they need nutrients, and they need the right environment. So you have 500 trillion cells in your body that within that cell has your genes within the cell and genes have expressions to replicate. So cells replicate. And the gene is like that formula or blueprint of your replication, okay? So your DNA is like the replication inside the gene. Now, this is really good. Epigenetics is the study of epi means above, so above the gene. 
So what they're finding is that your environment, and we're going to go into that in a minute, what is really your environment consist of, your environment is the most impactful decision maker on the health of your genes. Let me say that again. Your environment, your personal environment is the most determining factor on the health of your genes. Wow. Not your history. You're not doomed if you have, you know, family history of illness. Your genes and their expression moving forward, how they divide, how they replicate is mostly determined on the environment which you are in control of. This is huge. Now, let's talk about what is your environment. Your environment is not just your physical space, although that's that's a huge part of it. It's everything that impacts that beautiful being. Let's go back to what I shared with you before. Your four bodies of energy. So I want you to think in terms of your four bodies of energy, and you have to know that the environment and comes into each one of those bodies of energy differently. So you are physical, right? You're mental, you're emotional, and you're spiritual. So let's talk about physical for a minute. So yes, your environment, what's around you, um, who's around you, what are you eating? So what are you putting into that physical body? Because everything, you know, has energy to it and has I don't want to get into this, the food source right now, but there's so much that we need to do for our beautiful being that is not readily available. We have to really seek it out and do our due diligence of what works for our body's microbiome and knowing what's really nutritious and what's not nutritious and water intake and having that healthy balance of healthy gut um, because that's our immune system and, and our uh, really our basis for our whole body. But knowing that your physical environment is going to be based on, again, you know, what's actually in your physical space, what you're putting into your body as far as food, water, um, toxins, if you're around toxins, and all of that that goes on with the physical. Now let's talk about the mental. And this is the game changer. They have done so many studies now that what you think what you think releases chemicals in your body. We know that, right? When you're stressed, you have stress hormones that go into fight or what's called fight or flight. They go out. And unfortunately right now in our world today, because it's so complicated, most of us are, are in that stress mode most of the time. And I understand it. But when you're in stress mode, chemicals are released in your brain to say your body, you know, be on lookout, be on high alert. And it's a fight or flight. And it's an inflammation and it is really not meant at all to be the regular state of your being. In fact, if you're in fight or flight, that's when you're going to be exhausted, when you're going to have breakdown with illness, with all of that. Here's the thing, your thoughts and what you're thinking have a huge impact on the chemicals that your brain is releasing to your body. Wow. Wow. Have you had the news on and you sit with the news on and you literally, you know, even can get angry and get anxious. And I mean, they're showing pictures of horrible and there's, it's a very difficult world that we're living in right now, very challenging, but you've got to know that you're in control of, and you have to be in control of what you're allowing in and to the magnitude that you're allowing it in. Does that really do you any good if we have news on 24 seven and are watching it and having our bodies just go into fight or flight all the time? I'm going to say, no, I don't think that it is. 
So it's very important to understand this because we have two states of being, two states of being in this journey, the state of survival, which is fight or flight, stress, and the state of being, which is where your cells can repair, where your cells can restore, where healing takes place, and where creativity takes place in your life. So understanding your thoughts and when we don't, we're not aware of this because it takes awareness. When we're not aware that there are the two states of being and what's happening, your survival or other, other, other terms for it are your subconscious mind is running the show 90 for 95% of the time, 95% of the time. So if I'm not aware of this and I'm just, you know, kind of aimlessly going through my day. 95% of the time, it's going to be fight or flight. It's going to be survival. It's going to be that negative loop, that negative reel. 95% of the time, releasing those chemicals. A lot of us will, you know, I've worked with a lot of people and they'll say, I'm stuck. I can't, I can't make a change. I know I want to change. I can't make a change in my life. I you know, the same things keep reoccurring in my life, but I don't want that, but they keep reoccurring. Here's the thing. If we don't change the way we're thinking, if we're not aware, if we're not clued into that and we keep releasing those same chemicals and we keep having that same state of being, we're creating the same life because we're going to take this a step further into your physical. So we have emotional. I'll go back to that minute. We did physical environment. We did mental and that's your thoughts. And I want to jump to physical, I mean, to spiritual for a minute, because I want to talk to you about the creativity of your life. The theory of quantum physics now, the theory of reality, quantum theory of reality of what your life is like, what, what journey you have. They've now, and I believe this wholeheartedly from what my end of life patients say and what I've lived now, how I've lived it. Your thoughts create those chemicals which create a state of being, which creates then your reality of what you think about. Happy thoughts, happy environment. Loving thoughts, loving environments. Creative thoughts of, of building something from that space of being. Creative life. I've done it with doula givers. I followed my heart. I've just followed that guidance, that state of being, not of survival, not of stress, I've, I've lived a life of just opening that heart and really, again, doing practices that allow me to have the energy around myself, not being glued to the news, not being dragged into arguments that are collectively going on. And we know it, we know it's wrong, but I don't feel personally that I can be of service if I'm in that, and I know I can, if I'm in a state of trying to convince this group or yelling at this group or being so angry about that and getting my personal energetic space out of, out of harmony. I need to stay in that harmony so I can think with my heart and I can say, how can I show up to be of the highest service? And that comes from the being state, not the stress state, the being state. And so when you are in that place of understanding and practice, because it takes practice, then you can start creating the life that you want. You get unstuck. You start living in an energetic space that allows you to create 
what you want to create, how you want to show up and be of service, loving relationships, contributing, whatever that means to you. This is everything that you understand that there's only two states of being, this state of stress, which most of us, by the way, are living in, or the state of that being state. And it takes practice and understanding to know how to get into that state. So epigenetics, just from, let's just talk from the nurse and the medical background and standpoint of illness, knowing that you can change your gene expression. And there are studies that say you can do it within 90 days. You can change the expression of your genes to replicate those cells in 90 days. Oh my goodness, just within 90 days. So let's do this. So this is really important. It's really exciting. Um, forgiveness. So what I want to share with you is my journey with those at the end of life and forgiveness and how critical, and this goes back to now the emotional body of energy and forgiveness. The emotional body of energy that we have is where we store trauma, pain, unresolved issues. All of that energy gets stuck. It's literally like blocks or balls of energy. And when you're stuck with that energy because it's unprocessed, you can't flow in that high state of being to the, to the extent that we want to, right? Because we have to move that energy. Energy cannot be destroyed. It doesn't go away. So when we push things down, and there's a reason that we do it, because at the time that it happened to us, we weren't able to process. We were in survival mode. And that's okay. But we've got to know that we've got to release these things in order to, again, be that clear, beautiful state of being. Now, <clears throat> forgiveness is the most important tool that you have in order to release energy. And in this life's journey, you know, there are things that are, let's go back to what the end of life patients say. Everything was meant for a reason. Every experience, even the painful ones, especially the painful ones, were the greatest opportunities for soul growth. You know, the universe loves you and the universe is here for you, God, source, whatever your belief system is. And it's always working on your behalf for your best soul growth. And that comes in very difficult challenges, right? Because when we go through those, there's introspective growth and there's you know contemplation and there's times where we say to ourselves i don't want to be this isn't serving me anymore whatever i'm doing or whoever i'm hanging out with or whatever it is and we make these big leaps because of that painful space so on the other side of that is huge growth in fact my patients several of them have told me that the cancer they got the illness they got was the greatest thing that ever happened to them and as a young nurse, I couldn't understand why they were saying that, but they were saying that because it was the opportunity for them to shed that human part of them and find their being part that is always unconditionally loving, that is always connected, that is always at peace. Wow, let's not wait for an illness to come about to bring us to that level of consciousness. Let's do it now. We can do it now. So talking about taking charge of your health, epigenetics, the techniques to raise those vibrational frequencies to get you in to the being state can allow you to access that now. Remember when I, the first day of hospice, the very first day that I went to hospice and I followed my calling there was not 
making any sense, right? I was a young nurse. I kept hearing, go to hospice, go to hospice. My heart just said, you'll go to hospice. And that made no sense. I had no end of life experience. I'd be leaving a nursing job with better pay, better hours and better benefits. Why would I do that? And I said, you know what? I'm just gonna follow this. I'm just gonna see what this is. I haven't figured it all out. I knew that I was happy, but I hadn't really hit it. I knew there was more. And I said, I'm just gonna see what this is. And on the very first day, that I went out to see hospice patients. I knew I was in the exact place I was supposed to be in in my life. And it was just like that conscious awakening that the patients say at the end of life, but we can access it now. I felt connected to something so much greater than I had ever known. I felt a sense of peace. It's like air. I was breathing air for the first time ever and it felt so wonderful. So this is what I wanna share with you is that you, are in control of this and you can access this now if you so choose. And I'm gonna share with you how you can do that. So this is extremely important. And then the forgiveness with my patients at the end of life for the emotional part of our being is that forgiveness is the tool for us to look back at situations. And again, there's forgiveness of others and there's forgiveness of ourselves. And this is that opportunity to look back on our lives and to say, what doesn't serve me anymore? What am I carrying around? What is weighing me down? What is keeping me stuck? And so when we look at things and we offer forgiveness and forgiveness is for you, it is not for the other person. It allows us to release those stuck, heavy balls of energy. And when you release it, when you literally, and I've seen this at the end of life when people organically, are getting to that space where they're able to look at things from a more loving point of view. When they're able to give that forgiveness and release it, it's like their whole energetic space lights up like nothing I've ever seen before. And it leads to the most beautiful end of lives. What about if we take that opportunity to use forgiveness now in our lives and open up our lives to that energetic space and have our life to live in that beautiful state of creation and consciousness. Let's learn from those beautiful people at the end of life. So the study of epigenetics and how you can change your gene expression and how your environment, but your thoughts, I wanna really hone into your thoughts on this podcast, how your thoughts release chemicals in your body that will signal your body to be in either the state of stress, fight or flight, survival, or the state of conscious stillness, being, and creation. Let's go with the state of being and creation and create the lives we want. It's amazing and everyone is able to do this. So I wanna thank you so very much. And I also wanna share with you that if you want to learn more about this, there is a link below to join the waitlist for the ULM membership, which is the Universal Life Mastery membership. We will be sharing so much information about this way to individually raise consciousness and then of course, collectively to raise consciousness so we can live in a new world that we wanna see for everyone because it's available and it's there, but we need to be aware. We need to know the techniques and we need to know how to reach that place. So if you want more information on that, join the waitlist. We are so excited about this. It's going to be a beautiful, it already is a beautiful community, but we're going to be opening it up to so many more people, which is wonderful. So there's a link below to join the waitlist. And of course, 
If you want to learn how to care for somebody at the end of life, please join the next level one end of life doula givers training. The link is below. Thank you so much, everyone. I'm sending you so much love. I know that this life is so difficult, but it doesn't need to be. Again, remember that the most difficult, challenging things can be our greatest opportunities for that growth and to create the lives we want. And I think we're going through that together as a, as a world collectively right now. Let's get to the other side of this in the most beautiful way possible. I love you guys so much. This was Ask a Death Doula. My name is Suzanne O'Brien, and I'll see you in the next episode.